Welcome back to a new Wrinkle on the Brain with your host, BG, where we bring you classical sounds and also classical information for the classical mind. Now, for your, without further ado, we bring you an update from the Wrinkle itself. It is something that we must and should have done quite some long time ago. Without further ado, So it turns out that America is a entity and a group of Americans that are full of chaos. We do love ourselves some good classical, but however, we love the chaos. Now, as we delve deeper into the wrinkle, we will find that there's more to life than what we would have assumed. More to what we've been taught, what we've learned over years, over time, and over millennia. Is it possible that maybe UFOs are true? Is it possible that maybe a light body could just appear in front of you that is not from you? Maybe we can speak even more about those very silly deep state. <laughs> Welcome. To a new wrinkle on the brain. All right. Yes. Thank you. Welcome back. Happy to be here. Thank you very much for being here with me. I really do appreciate it. Uh, for you to be here at all means, guess what? You chose the right place today. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, could have been doing a whole bunch of different things today, but hey, you chose to spend it with me. Appreciate you. So let's go ahead and get it in. Um, I've been away for a little bit trying to get my, my mind right. And really, I've been kind of tossing around a whole bunch of different ideas of how I wanted to do this episode. So I've really been, um, you know, I was doing some research and whatnot. And then, you know, something in the media happens. I get sidetracked. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, with the past mass shootings, um, even with the one that just happened today, I'm recording as of April 10th. Um, there was a shooting just this morning so i mean uh, i think it was in um, kentucky but yeah i mean it's 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 wild we are living through a very strange time and you know a, a couple episodes ago i was talking about co-op co-opted ideas or some someone having an idea that being co-opted and used or just misunderstood and then that co-opted idea becomes something else and it just starts to evolve like i i mean i think in in the in the earlier video i had a certain example but i can make a better one now you know this co-opted idea of gun control well no it's probably that's probably not the idea you need right now and i keep hearing it gun control gun control I'm like I, I don't i don't know if that's smart and here's the thing you know i, I never hear the words gun safety I never hear the words um, gun safety training, um, review training for those who do legally have a firearm. You know, I'm just not hearing a, a lot of phrases that I'm like, okay, we're immediately going to, we need to take guns away. Hmm. Probably not smart. So, you know, living in Texas, I know a lot of these things are really not going to fly for us, but 
if you're in another state or anywhere around the world listening to this, you know, my my cats out there in Australia, everyone in UK, I, I know y'all 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 hear me. So this is a wild, wild time. And for y'all who are in those countries and don't have firearms at all, please keep warning my people. <laughs> please, please keep warning my public because hey, they don't understand what happens when things go away. And I think, you know, if you lose that right, you lose a lot. And to lose things that are in the constitution, probably not smart. So, you know, again, I, I was I was having a hard time thinking of how to do this. And you know, a lot of a lot of what I was was really aiming for in my last episode talking about the fifth dimension. Yeah, we can talk about dimensions. Yeah, we can talk about quantum physics and all that. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, when I made that point about social media, I think it was I think it was right it was right on the head, man. Right on the head. So this is one of those that it's it's not really a repeat of my last episode, but I think it is the best way I've ever heard certain things that are going on and I and I, and to hear it explained well. Um Again, I don't, I don't want to bring up tragedies and whatnot. I think, I don't think this is the place for that. Um, the video I'm gonna do doesn't talk about that, by the way, so don't have to worry about that. Um, I really think there's a, there's a change that's gonna come, you know, and hopefully it's a good change. You know, I'm, I'm really, I'm optimistic in that way. I do, I do believe whatever's gonna come in the next couple of years, it should be, we should be fine. But it's going to be hard. It's going to get weird. Um, I I think we need to understand what we're up against. I, I think we need to have a better idea of, okay, what's next? You, you know, or, or how did we get here? You know, if you, if you can answer questions like that, then we can start to plan, strategize, mobilize, do whatever's best for you and your family, for you and the people that you love. So I think that's really what I want to home in on today. Um, it's really going to just be, you know, real quick piece. I'm not going to go too long with it. I'm going to carry on keep this as low, as long, as short as possible. I'm definitely not going to be doing no two hour podcast tonight. <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's go ahead and get it in. Um, I really want, I, I think this is one of the best pieces i've heard so far um it, it's it's from a group i listen to very frequently um this is tim cast iro and you're about to hear luke rudowski speaking first that's going to be the gentleman with cowboy hat um now um the gentleman with no hat at all it's going to be peter bogosian um he i've seen him in some other podcasts before but really haven't heard a lot of his content what I like hearing is him bringing up that he's made mistakes. I think that's going to be very, very valuable here. Um, for anyone who's made mistakes, it's okay. I want to be the first one to tell you, I love you. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for being here. But again, I love you. And for that, I want to help you. I don't want to give you bad data or send you down the wrong path. I want to help you as best you can. Um, so, yeah, let, let, let's find out what we're truly up against because I have a feeling a lot of people not only may have made a mistake, but right now we're paying we're paying a little too much 
for small mistakes, for misunderstandings, uh, you know, not just losing friends, but I mean, I've, I'm hearing people losing family, losing family members out here. It's a hard time right now. And I think, you know, once we stop fighting each other and we realize we're all in this together, you know, political parties aside, you know, uh, genders aside, it ain't about all that. We're all together for something, right? If we're all for, if we're all together for something, we can all do something great. It can be amazing. So until we get to that point, well, again, you need to find out what you're up against. So you know, I'm sure I'm sure if you're checking out this podcast, you feel like I do, and you just want things to get a little bit better, at least for the craziness to slow down. At least it's not going to slow down. I'm sorry to give you the bad news, but. We have to now at least arm your mind, get that wrinkle on your brain to now just understand, okay, we are starting from a really, really, really bad position. And if you're just now realizing where you're at, guess what? Now you know what to do next. You'll know how to move. Um, maybe there'll be an idea that'll come up to you while you hear this. So if it resonates with you, definitely you know, hang in there to the end. I'm going to come back with my ones and twos at the end of this little piece. But I'm going to go ahead and share my screen real quick, and we'll get it in. I'll let you check this out. I really, again, I just think it's one of the most important pieces I've heard on just breaking down what's going on. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, let's find out, uh, let's find out what's really happening, you yeah? know? Exactly what happened to LavaBit and the founder of LavaBit. Mm. I, I interviewed the guy. It was Edward Snowden's email service that he was using. The feds came to him and said, give us everything on Edward Snowden. Or else. And then he, uh, I believe he printed out 100 pages of the password uh, in very small font and then gave it to the FBI, legally complying <laughs> with them. And then they had to manually put in uh, the long password to the encryption. And then when they were doing that, I think he deleted the server. He shut so, the whole company down. Shut the whole company yeah. down. Yeah. And, then, and then this is why, you know, this is like in China. This is almost exactly what, what's happening in China. Uh, but here we just have a different face on it. And, and, and the, the more we don't understand this reality, the more we kind of hinder ourselves. Because when we look at Facebook, when we look at YouTube, when we look at, you know, as we found out from Twitter, we're not looking at private entities and private corporations. We're looking at government's hand inside of the business directing not only who gets to say whatever, whatever they want to say, but who gets to see it, why they get to see it, who gets promoted, who gets demoted. That right there is the power to control people's minds. And that's the power that they're wielding every single day. Well, this, and people need to realize it more the, than ever. This story that came out a few weeks ago or like a week and a half ago that Elon Musk said there were qualifiers coded into the Twitter system that would identify you as a Democrat or Republican or a VIP or Elon Musk, which was funny and weird that he had his own special category of like, this is Elon, he's tweeting. Mm -hmm. But uh, they would label you a Democrat or Republican. Like they had that in their system and people were, were calling that out. How much do you want to bet that if you had the Democrat tag, yeah, you know, that was okay that you said that thing about those kids. When that guy posts the, the picture of the wood chipper with blood coming out during the Covington <coughs> kid incident, mm -hmm. I wonder if he had one of those tags on it and they're like, mm, he's okay. So the thing that's been running through my mind through this conversation is let's say that somebody who doesn't listen to you tunes in, Tim. It's so hard to break through to people when you show stories like this or when you talk about scores or when you talk about, because they'll just think you're a conspiracy theory, lab leak conspiracy. So, so yep. how do we, the thing that I've been thinking about for quite a while is how do we reach these people? Like, what is it that we can say or how do we, convey this in a way that makes them think 
I'll put myself in script. We are not conspiracy theorists when we talk about this. Oh, this is funny. I mean, look, we, we, I use NewsGuard certification for all the sources we use. I know NewsGuard's not good. I know they're biased. They attacked us and then put a bunch of lies about TimCast.com. We still end up getting a near, end up getting a near perfect score. They, they mm. gave us a strike out of, you know, out of like 10, we got one because we quoted Donald Trump. That's it. That's all we did. Yeah. We ran a story. Donald Trump said this. And they went, oh, nope, nope. That's fake news. And I'm like, all we're doing is quoting a guy. But I digress. The point is, when I try and talk to people who are, as I describe, uninitiated, I'm not going to come out right away and start talking about Burisma and Ukraine and all this really crazy stuff. I'll take it really, really light and be like, yeah, that the Trump impeachment wasn't that that was um, what was it? There's that video of Joe Biden saying that he was threatening to withhold congressionally approved aid, which was illegal or something like that. Real light approach. And then if they say, what? I've not, I don't know anything about that. I'll be like, oh, here, I'll show you. And then you just pull up a NPR or some other news source and be like, I don't know. Read it. You tell me what you think. I, I usually take that approach. I'll, I'll say, here's the story. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. I have the opposite approach. I, I just oh, go okay. right over the head. Satanic child traffickers, <laughs> right, a private <laughs> island, entities, demons. Let's just go there. I think different people have different ways of, of, you know, of approaching this information. But I think, first of all, the conversation needs to be started. We're doing well, our I best agree. here. I totally But the conversation agree. Yeah. starts with, with the people who are listening, the people who are taking notes, the people who are studying, because you guys need to be informed more than ever. And it, it's, 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 the game's rigged on social media. The game's rigged here. The game's rigged everywhere online but it's not in real life this is why again i'm not just trying to be a shill here but i've been a big proponent of t-shirts i've been a big proponent of people talking to their family members their friends and i think that is more imperative than ever of, of individuals doing their homework doing their research and whether it's having a light-hearted kind of uh, approach uh, of empathy whether it's hitting them over the head with with just the bigger truths going down the rabbit hole who knows what will work but i think being uh, brave and, and being able to have those conversations is the first step that we need yeah, to have. But, but, but the other thing, too, is outside of all of that, there's a real simple way to win. It's called voting with your dollars. Yeah. So shout out to our friends at Public Square. Download the Public Square app. They've sponsored the show before, but this is a freebie because I really do believe in what they're doing. It's an app that shows you businesses that have taken a pledge to support American values. So you can make sure you're giving your money to companies that, that believe in the good and then uh, don't buy anything from Anheuser-Busch. Mm. There you and go. don't donate to your alma mater, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Will Chamberlain liked to say, uh, I don't know if he still does, I'm assuming he does, seize the endowments. Yep. And that's one of the things that we're doing at my nonprofit, National Progress Alliance. Do not, do it should be the easiest ask in the world. Don't donate. By the way, just, I personally don't like the hardcore approach. So I'll ask people, I'll say something like, which is true. I, I don't know if you guys were, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I personally was duped by the Hunter Biden laptop story. I thought it was a plant. I get, I'm betting you guys didn't. I, jury's out I'm, for I'm, me. I, think, I wait for facts and, and proof, and I want proof three times before I start to accept something. Luke, Luke probably went completely in the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was probably in the middle, like, let's figure out where this came from. Yeah. Right? So the way that I try to reach people is I'll say, you know, I like, I'll put it on myself. I fell for that. What were you thinking about that? Oh, or I, and then I'll say, well, which is also true. I didn't really know whether or not it was a lab leak hypothesis, but uh, the, the lab leak hypothesis too. But all these people said, people who were, in authority people who were supposed to be trusted i believe them and i was wrong in other words like i was wrong maybe they were wrong i was wrong but what about this like yeah. what about this now? so if you can undermine their confidence in things in the past 
they can make their own conclusions about whether or not. I think the best thing you do is be genuine. And if you believe something, say you actually believe in those things. And I think living your life as an example, being like, hey, I don't do this. I don't support this. I don't want my money going towards this. I don't want to spend my time investing in these really bad people that are connected to these really awful people with these chemicals and this thing and that thing. And, 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 And again, it's all personable. So if you're seeing someone who's very kind of sensitive, who's very kind of introvert, you obviously don't do my method. You obviously use Tim's method. But if you see someone who is, 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 you know, open-minded, someone eager, obviously you just beat them over the head straight down the rabbit hole. I like to steel man the opposition. I kind of take that role on this show. A lot of times people in the audience think I'm like an idiot, but like I will act as if we are wrong and I will give you. Yeah. It's, it's so important to do that. And it's also so unfortunate that you have to. It's so unfortunate that woke people will not have conversations with you. They will not engage in discussion. The smart ones understand why they can't. Well, Now, before we take this dive, I agree with everything they just said. 100%. Um, If there's anything I can add to what they were saying just a moment ago, um, as far as how to approach data, or, you know, if you hear of a real hard story, how do you do it? Um, luckily, my circle's awesome. They know I do this. <laughs> um, they know I come across data all the time. So usually, I'm, I'm I, have, I have a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty open crowd. But if it came to like some like meeting someone for the first time in person, I'm probably not going to go that hard in the paint. Um, you know, kind of reading the room is where I'm starting. You know, what do you know? Where should I even go into this subject? You know, what do you want to do? Um, perfect example is when the Kanye West thing happened, you know, I did my little two cents here, but I had a lot of data and I didn't really bring it up. You know, I wasn't going to just blurt that out to anyone, you know? Um, but you know, while taking a vacation, going to the beach, um, we were at the beach area, met a, met a really cool dude. Um, awesome, awesome, uh, 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 fishing equipment place. And it was pretty small, real small location. Um, maybe like two or three people were in there. And one of them was talking about it. And they knew what they were talking about. So I was like, hey, did you hear about this? Like, what? I was like, yeah, well, it links to one, two, three. And, and just, and, and again, like, he, and kind of like how, how Peter Pagogian said it, you know, let the mind fill in the blanks. I don't have to say everything. But, and I can give you the article. I can, I can do that if I have to. But no, just just putting that little, hey, remember this? Hey, what about this? What about this? Like, I, I really, I enjoy doing that. And that's more conversational, more, hey, I'm not trying to bash you over the head with too much, but hey, what about this? Hey, well, you're talking about that. What about this? So I do that. And I try to do that here. I, I try not to come off too intense. Um, I've done my segments that can go there <laughs> but i but again I, I try to make it fun or, or at least make it to where it's digestible you know i don't want to uh jump into something i don't i i know zero about i definitely will vet it first i'll i'll even vet where it comes from because a lot of the pieces i've put up have been said by other people and yeah i, I mean i can select any video i choose to but the thing is you're not going to see a lot of people that you've seen on the history channel because plain and simple no (laughs) i'm not going to go with someone who's scripted however if they're going to an expert and they speak to an expert i'll I'll check out the expert you know oh we have expert on tonight 
okay, let's see what else they did. And I'll take that dive in that way. Um, that's just something I do personally. You know, I, I again, I have fun with it. I enjoy it. It's just something that I do as far as getting into deep data. Um, but presenting it, I do believe you do have to come at it lightly. Don't don't just hit somebody with it. But I mean, if you, you know, if the room calls for it, go for it. You know, take your shot if you can. But at the same time, you know, just kind of rolling into slow. You know, uh, uh, if you're gonna take if you really have to, if you have time even and that's another thing if you even have time to to talk to people in person because it's just so rare it really is rare that people get together and talk so i mean i think there's a there's a way there's a method to the madness everybody receives it different everybody sends it different um i've gotten excited and dropped some crazy data here and i've also slowly brought it out as well so i mean again just you know depends just you know, depends on the presenter, depends on who you're presenting to. Um, but yes, this next part is going to go over the word woke. Um, I have my feelings about it. Um, I, you know, as a hip hop fan, know years and years and years ago, more than 10 years ago, the rapper Snow the Product has a brand named Woke. And she did have some questionable words. And I don't know, I'm thinking about it because she did not like Trump. But for completely different reasons, 100% solid on her end, um, she, you know, she was, you know, speaking up for immigrants. But um, before we go forward, my words about, well, very, very simple. You cannot be more angry than the person going through the persecution or person going through the worst. If someone's going through the worst, you can't be more mad than them. And by being more mad than someone who's, who does have the situation on them, by you have being more angry, it doesn't help them. You have not fixed their problem by being more angry than. Try to keep that in mind. Now, um, for anyone who's already immediately triggered or who hates Timcast or who just hates these presenters, I don't really care. <laughs> I truly don't. Because the data means more than whose mouth it's coming out of. Plain and simple. That's exactly why I chose this. That's exactly why I'm doing it so quickly, too. Um, but yes, this is, I think, going to go down in history because it he, it's so well explained. This next part right here, it's probably not going to be everybody's cup of tea. You know what I'm saying? I may rub some people the wrong way, but guess what? I'm not here about feelings. I'm here to wrinkle a brand or two. So if you're ready for the wrinkle, let's get it. A hundred percent. Because they they have not, it's such a bankrupt bankrupt ideology, and the people forwarding it have profoundly There's, mediocre minds. Well, it's, it's not that; it's that there is no ideology. So, oh, what do you mean? So, I mean, this is my, my consistent position on what wokeness is. Wokeness is the modern left liberal culture formulated by social media algorithms. It is characterized by cult like adherence to liberal social orthodoxy. That's all it is. And the example of this is Ukraine. Why woke people support a war in Ukraine makes literally no sense. It doesn't follow any academic theories. Okay, so let's, we, I think we have to unpack it. Mm -hmm. H have, you, have you read Tim Urban, you know, Tim Urban, The Wait But Why? What's Our Problem? No, but you, you were mentioning him before. This is like one of the best books I've ever read. But in chapter five about social justice, he has a chart. I think we, we, we sent you that chart. Um, if you could pull it up, great. But he talks about, I, I do think it's a coherent ideology. Yeah. Tim, there it is from Tim Urban's uh, Wait But Why uh, blogger, um, What's Our Problem? 
It's fascinating how it originates in Marxism, goes down the tree to critical theory. This is the best book since the 2020 Cynical Theories by Helen Pluckrose and James Lindsay on this topic, in my opinion. Uh, and you have he talks about social justice fundamentalism at one end and liberal social justice. I think you and I, I think everybody in this room, frankly, falls on the side of liberal social justice not equality of outcome, equality of opportunity, not using race to divide, but being what, what is now a microaggression, colorblind to people, we make those judgments. I do think that there's a fundamental core tenant, or there are fundamental core tenets of the ideology. And so R racism is everywhere. It's baked into the system. There's whiteness, but you, you, your privilege seeks to preserve itself. I mean, et cetera, et cetera. And that is a component of what wokeness is, but it's also just... When I when I try to envision wokeness as an object, it is like a, a Jackson Pollock painting. Yeah, it is. Oh. But that's because wokeness isn't an ideology. It is. It is not this thing. These things, uh, they frustrate me when I see. And and I think this is this this chart is probably correct. Uh, you know, going from postmodernism down and, and critical yeah. race theory and intersectionality, but it applies an academic worldview into the modern problem, which has already been shown by multi, uh, numerous data points, including there was the uh, Zach Roberts Lexus Nexus Twitter thread from a few years ago, that all around the same time, everywhere in the world, the same thing happened, where there was a massive spike in the same concepts, ideas, words. And what likely happened is, and, and I'll put it this way, the reason why I don't believe we're dealing with an ideolo ideology of the left, we're dealing with algorithmic corruption, is that Jack Dorsey was not woke until he started eating the own refuse of his own social media platform. Okay, so can we spend some time on this? Because I think yeah, this yeah, is yeah. really important. Okay, so there, this is the frame that I suggest thinking about this. At the top, you have theory. Below that, you have institutions, and downstream from that, you have individuals' beliefs. So 2017, we had this almost this exact conversation, this yeah. he, a very heated debate. I would call it lively. <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> no, I thought it was great, too. I thought it was fantastic with, with James and Helen in the room. So, so at the level of theory, you have what we tried to do with Sokol Squared at the Grievance Studies hoax. We tried to undermine the theory. We tried to show that it's bogus. We tried to attack it. What Reed and I are going around the world doing street epistemology is to show so that it goes from the theory to the institutions, the institutions to the people, the institutions, the academies, K through 12, and we can talk about that, more than happy to talk about that, our academic institutions, you get promoted and tenure based upon the papers you you write usually seven papers in seven years, unless you, you write something that's morally fashionable, it's very difficult to get published. And we're going to do the University of San Francisco story, I hope, because I think that this encapsulates it perfectly. Educational administrators themselves participate in the ideology. So there's a structure. And so so when you say algorithms, I want to say two things that are important about this. The, the woke people occupy the very so they get their degree five six seven years later they go out they become administrators they become managers etc cetera, et cetera. they bring the madness that they took with them that they think it's true based upon what they perceive to be legitimate bodies of literature microaggressions trigger warnings safe spaces belonging equity all this nonsense they take that with them and they institutionalize that we can cover it if you want but it's a, a reverse trojan horse martin bailey we can cover that. So now to get to your point about the algorithms, yes, you are correct, but the algorithms themselves wouldn't even make sense unless you understood that model. Like this doesn't come no, no, no. ex nihilo, like manna from heaven, uh, right? So, so this so, comes at a very specific 
place. The I'm starting first, to think that institutions the, include social media networks now. No, hold, hold on. The first, uh, one of the first big political trends was probably loose change 9-11, which yeah. was certainly not within the confines of this academia, and the Ron Paul revolution, which was absolutely not in the confines of this academia. What, what happens is you see, what I believe it is that humans have tendencies, uh, rage makes someone more likely to share something than any other emotion, anger. And I always shout out CGP's Gray, uh, CGP Gray's video, this video will make you angry. And he explains this and he was like, it's really great. He's like, this group is talking about the other group. The other group's talking about this group. They're not actually talking to each other. They're talking about each other. And he's like, trust me, I am not talking about your group. So what I see here is, yes, the ideologies of the left do exist and they do have a, d a degree of prominence among the modern left today. But there's also, I don't know, how many, how many ideologies exist? Hundred thousand, oh, countless millions, countless. So why is it that this is the one? I think oh, the issue is that's a genealogical question that I that I could but, answer. But I, I don't think uh, the I, chart I, the chart actually answers that. But right, but this chart then omits every other ideology and the path that's taken and its and its degree of prominence. Right, in but every culture. other ideology isn't the dominant moral orthodoxy now. This and, wokeism and, is the dominant moral orthodoxy. We see it everywhere. And it's because of social media algorithms, not because yeah. of universities. Okay, okay. so that's the that's, that's question. Why are the social media algorithms catering to the moral orthodoxy? They, they're, so very simply put, advertisers fund moral orthodoxy. Before wokeness took over, okay. how, how did this begin? First, we had in, what was it? What year was it, Luke? 2008, 2009, the Ron Paul revolution? Right, right around there, yep. You're starting to see the emergence of, moral, of, of, of moralizing through social media with people listening to Ron Paul's message and it resonating to the point where they were going around slapping stickers everywhere, anti-intervention, sound currency, a lot of really, really awesome things that I completely agree with today. But eventually, these social media platforms started to adopt algorithms that would show you more of what you engaged with. Two things happen. People, people are more likely to share something that makes them angry, and advertisers are less likely to, to advertise on something that's morally objectionable. In modern culture at the time, 2008, we find racism to be objectionable. So a big advertiser says, I don't want my product on racist content. Yeah, we, 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 okay, so you just smuggled something in there. We mm -hmm. find it to be objectionable because it, this is morally fashionable like this is what's morally fashionable today but this was pre-wokeness so yeah i guess the the main wokeness really kicked in 2012 2010 so 2008 i would give its pre-wokeness but you're talking in that case you're talking about a kind of tribalism right you're, you're not talking about the algorithms themselves do they feed outrage for sure yes every, every, yeah for sure every yes. single thing you've said is true and it's, the, I don't mean to use a big word, but it's the only word to describe. It's covariant. Like both of those variables act upon each other at the same time to enforce the dominant moral orthodoxy even more than it was in the first place. So what's happening is, this is why I say that the problem is not the ideology. The ideology has existed for a long time. The ideology is a component of the problem. The problem is we are in a feedback loop of algorithms quadrupling upon quadrupling our problem. It's exponential growth. So the example of this I give is, 2008, it starts with the viral Ron Paul revolution, which is a good thing. Then you start to see, my favorite example is Mike.com, which started off as a website exploiting this, and they were producing libertarian content. However, within that libertarian content was anti-police brutality content because libertarians didn't like that either. There was also Second Amendment audits that were going viral where people were like, the cops stopped me. And you get these videos of people challenging police officers. Right. Then 
people start adding in a racial component. Why? Because they start putting up videos of police brutality against black people. These videos start getting and get, start getting uh, just plastered all over Facebook because it makes money. At one point, a website that was dedicated to nothing but police brutality videos was the 400th most viewed website in the world. I'm what website say, was that? I'm not going to say what website that was. And uh, they were paying their writers an exorbitant amount of money. And all they did was post videos of police brutality. This starts fracturing the minds of 10 year olds in 2010 who are now 23 year olds who are voting in this election, whose entire worldview has been built upon a machine that started with libertarian advanced into a. So here's what happens when libertarians are sharing anti-police content and they're getting a lot of views because people don't like injustice. It is the is the epitome of injustice when a cop violates our rights. Like that's that's the op, they're, they're supposed to be upholding the law. Then you add in a racial component, and now you have an exponential growth. The people who hate racism and the people who hate, who hate police brutality, everyone's seeing it and everyone's sharing it. Then Mike.com shifts its business model and says, "This gets more views. Let's do more of this instead." The company then slowly, rather exponentially, rapidly shifts into a woke social justice company. But here's the thing. When this happened, we didn't have the word woke. I mean, sort of it. It was it was here and there. What was the word? Intersectional feminist, which then gave rise to social justice and social justice warriors. I mean, at first it was feminism. Then it was intersectional feminism. Then the then the SJW. Then we ended up with the, the complaints about critical race theory. Then people pointed out actually critical gender theories in there, too. And now it's woke. What we're seeing is a feedback loop of social media algorithms funneling refuse back into the mouths of people in what I would only describe as a human centipede of ideology. Just to clarify, would you say that woke is the way that the ideology is funneled? Because what, 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 so when people say, what does woke even mean? Okay, well, when, when the average person describes woke, they may mean a bunch of different things. But the one unifying factor is they're referring to the modern left liberal orthodoxy that was created by social media algorithms. And, and the example I give is Ukraine war is the, is the easiest way to understand this. Why is it that Hassan Piker will be like, here are these things that I believe trans rights. And then also, I also am for war in Ukraine. And you're like, what did these things have to do with each other? And why is it that this individual has no principles? It's just he just follows the orthodoxy. You think there's a woke on the on the other side of the coin? Like yeah. for people that like are obsessed a, a with right wing Trump. version, yeah. but it's so small and there's no institutional power behind it. I find it to be negligible, but it could become it could become a problem if, if it were let. I think I control it, I think, of the machine. I think it was white nationalism. Yeah, I think that the, the anti woke people are starting to use some of the tools of the woke now. So it's and I want so I want to come back to what you said, because I think it's important, uh, you know, cancellation or not having conversations with people with whom they disagree. So I think that they're adopting the tools to buttress the ideology. So this is both a very complicated problem and a non-complicated problem. So I don't mean to muddy the waters too much, but I do want to say this because it's been really bumming me out. So I read a piece in the Epistemology of Democracy. It was about by Keith Stanovich. It was about my side bias and my side bias. This will horrify you when you hear it. But my side bias is exactly what you think it would be. My side is right, your side is wrong. But th this, the, the article or the chapter in the book argued that there's literally nothing you can do to overcome my side bias. No training, no education, nothing. But when you combine that, um, that research chapter with what you just said, 
not only can you not do there's no amount of education that can get over my side bias you're now talking the algorithm being held hostage to the algorithm yes and any hope held human hostage by the humans so even if right so even if there weren't the case that you're being held hostage by the algorithm you're still suffering you know this my side bias thing no training no education etc you just can't so what are you going to do so that is i think what is often missing in these conversations what i just like to throw in there we know there's a problem we've been talking you and i have been talking for years we know this is a problem and i think what people are hungry for now is what are we going to do about it What's psychedelics? You, you said one. You said one mind. thing, right? We're going to stop donating to alma mater. We're going to stop buying. You know, we're going to vote with our dollars, if you will. But I think what would be helpful, I think, to a lot of your viewers is ending every one of these sessions, these conversations with what are you going to do about it? like empowering them to do something. And so obviously that's why I wanted to lead with the Anheuser Busch story because it seems like this is particularly effective. Let me tell you, I've got these tweets that I love to tweet where I say something like sterilize your children to prevent overpopulation. Right. It's a joke, right? Or I'll say something about uh, leftists will abort their children or sterilize their children. And then I had one tweet where I said, and this is a good thing because it stops overpopulation and humans are causing climate change. Not one time has any publication ever criticized me or written about those tweets. Yet, when I say don't buy beer, I get 500 articles saying far-right fascist, outraged, whiny loser, because you can tell what's working. They don't want to bring up the fact that they're aborting their kids and sterilizing them, because that's bad for them in the long run. But if they highlight that, they have to point out the things we're promoting are detrimental and deleterious to our ideology. And then when I say something like, don't buy beer, they're like, quick, we got to put a stop stop to that. Not only is it affecting our ad, our our potential sales, because we get sponsored by this company, but there's, there's, there's truth. The fact that if Budweiser sales do drop and they are forced to apologize, that will be a major shift in the culture war. The moment a massive multinational corporation says, we are sorry for being woke, woke people will lose their minds because that means we're sorry we made a genuine mistake we wish we hadn't done it we have we'd like to get you back and then and that's and 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 real quick netflix never apologized for cuties and they still have big mouth but when they started getting rid of some of the woke uh, shows and stuff they had and they talked about it they saw a subscriber increase so they're probably learning an important lesson but the apology is everything you said earlier real quick just one last point Antifa uses violence and the far left uses violence. And in the summer of love, they got away with it because they have law enforcement to a certain degree on their side, either because police are too feckless or the DAs are bought and paid for. So these big companies, as I've long stated, do not fear Dave Rubin, classical liberals showing up with pitchforks. They do fear Antifa who do it and get away with it. If Budweiser is willing to make an apology to all of us, for sponsoring Dylan Mulvaney. That means they are saying the threat of physical force from Antifa is not as scary as us actually going out of business. Yeah, and I wanna wanna add to that, and I wanna just say to the people listening to this, one of the things that I've seen over and over again is people are very afraid to piss off the far left. My comment to you is they already hate you. They already hate you because you're gonna say something or not toe the line perfectly. Do not be afraid of these people. Do not be held hostage to them. Be based. Also, Let the me, cartels and Islam don't be held a hostage to violent extremists of any kind. No offense, people, that, not Islam at all. But I mean, you know, what's his name? Um, 
Richard Dawkins was afraid to even criticize or talk about it. Yeah. And that's really sad because and, Morgan, and yeah. every shout religion out, should be criticized. Shout out to Steven Crowder, potentially one of the most fearless guys who's constantly making jokes and saying F you to all of these extremists are telling them to shut up. You said earlier how it could, these things could cause people to lose their minds, these far left. And you were saying this my side bonus, I actually jokingly Bias. said psychedelics, oh. but like I think being able to clear your mind helps you see the, the danger of your side. <laughs> like if it means that recording yourself on video, uploading it and watching yourself say it and having no choice but to accept that's what you are, you'll see what you did wrong. Let me, uh, the psychedelics, Alex, you got to do what's legal and what's safe for you. But being able to clear your mind, whether through fasting, I think it helps you helps you see the crap on your side. Let's let's jump to the story from. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I wanted to share. I think it was one of the best, best breakdowns I've ever heard. It covers all aspects of pretty much everything I wanted to say. Um, but just really tightens it up with a beautiful bow. Um, he mentioned some tweets, and I wanted to address that real quick. I don't condone what he wrote. I don't think it's. I don't think it's cool. But here's the trick, and here's the thing that I'm always kind of like, hmm, strange. Normally, when you say something online, or if you're a content creator of some type, and you say something wild, they put a little banner under your thing, you know. COVID misinformation or or uh, the CDC does not agree with the content. You know, like it always gives you like a banner. When he makes these jokes about depopulation and there's no banner ever. Like I, a lot of content creators have been saying this term. It's been going around for a while. Uh, it gets into a whole bunch of other stuff. But anyway, if they're not putting a banner on it, doesn't it seem like the system just kind of like says, yeah, you're right. Hmm. A little something to think about. A little something to wrinkle the mind. Um, but yes, I hope this wrinkled your brain a little bit because it wrinkled mine. Um, you know, just the breakdown of wokeness. The the I, I love how he brought up the... Uh, my side bias that is very very real and i think one of the best tools i've had to avoid that was to go out in nature go for a walk go outside just just go outside it really does help um i have a whole thing i'll do talking about going outside i wanted to save it for the summer um so i'll have a I have a project coming up um, i'm trying to keep myself still active doing this i really um i was going through some i was going i was going through some stuff i was i was mentally going through some stuff physically as well um i had to physically get some things right you know and i'm good but now that i'm good i'm getting outside and i feel so much better so much clarity of mind just going outside and just walk just walk around you know um I have a dog. He loves, loves to go for walks. So I've been taking my dog for walks, you know, and, and it it helps. It really does help. Just just a little bit every day, you know, nothing crazy. I'm not doing miles or nothing like that. But just to go outside a little bit, you know, as much or, you know, 30 minutes every other day or, you know, I try to do it every day. 
you know, be outside, just to go outside. Just, it really does help. Um, you know, but, but again, I'll talk more about all the out, outdoor stuff. Um, that will be an awesome, awesome project. I'm going to do all summer long. Um, I may even make a whole segment thing for it. I, I don't want to tell, I don't want to talk too much about it, but anyway, this summer, uh, I will be coming up with some solutions, some stuff, some stuff that I can teach some, 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 some stuff I can pro provide to you, the listener, because, you know, the audience could really use something positive. We don't get a lot of positive news anymore. It seems that the news is always negative. Um, I myself, personally, I haven't even paid for cable in six years. Um, I've stayed off the I've stayed off the news for about the same amount of time. I'll check out the news. I'll check out the, the weather every now and then or. You know, sometimes a big local story happens, I'll hear about it, but that's about it. Uh, I, I don't, I can't take in all the negativity. It, it's really that intense, you know, and, you know, obviously everyone's at home, so I'm sure everyone's, you know, has their favorite television show or, you know, favorite Netflix series or whatever. That's great and all, but, you know, get out of that funk as well, you know, using uh entertainment or uh scripted entertainment as a getaway it's not really the best way to live and what's going to happen is you get you get lost in your own sauce similar to going too far woke you get lost in your own sauce and, so, and people stop people stop wanting to even hear from you you know what i'm saying so it is something where i think we're at a time where we have to be a little bit cautious but also be aware of what we're dealing with so this was a big one. Um, it's It really is strange how they never say anything about, like, depopulation isn't real. You know what I'm saying? Like, if 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 he was wrong, the government would come out and say, or, or like, there'd be, like, an expose in the news somewhere. Oh, hey, Tim Cass says depopulation. Hey, we should stop him from saying that. That is not true. They never say that. Hmm. Almost... Like it's true. Hmm. They fight back when you say that that there that there was no moon landing. They fight back, but they don't seem to fight back with the term depopulation. Sorry, it's just really. Uh, I'll be doing my own research tonight. So, <laughs> um, again, I hope you got a wrinkle. Um, maybe there'll be something that you want to look up tonight. Check it out. Um, I have a lot of really awesome links. Uh, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, guess what? I can help you with that. It is on my YouTube page. It's a new Riggle in the Brain podcast on YouTube. I have my own YouTube channel. Yes, I do. And guess what? I got a lot of stuff for you. Um, check out the playlist. Don't sleep on the playlist section. The playlist section is baller. Um, I have some music in there. I got some uh, some study stuff that, you know, whatever I might be getting into, I kind of put like some of the videos in there. But if you really want to go down a rabbit hole, check out the data dump that no one knows about. Thousands of videos. I've been cultivating this for probably about four or five years. And in that time, I've covered everything. A lot of stuff's getting deleted. So please get into that playlist as soon as you can before they take it down because they are seriously deleting things from the internet there's a lot of stuff and and like even certain pieces like if it's like a four-parter they'll just like delete part three or something don't let them do that to you um i've saved and downloaded as many as i could and i have them downloaded off, off 
off off PC offline. So I still have these videos, but they're heavy. The ones that are really getting a lot of traction right now, they're heavy. So um, check it out. A lot of the heaviest stuff are actually the most recent videos on there. So, you know, I try to like, as I hear heavy stuff, boom, I put it right there for you. So if you want to take a deep dive, uh, you know, do something different than what you've normally done, or what if you're just curious and, hey, I want to see something wild, got you. Check out the playlist. It's the playlist listed as the data dump no one knows about because no one knows about it. So go check it out. That's going to be at my YouTube channel. Um, that's a new wrinkle on the brain podcast. And then that's going to be on YouTube. You'll find that YouTube channel. Click on the link. You'll find me. Then you can go ahead and find that playlist. Get into it. Have a great time. Have a great night. Be nice to each other. Try to be kind. And for the most part, to be honest with you, the best thing I could tell you is log off of social media. Log off. Even I'm guilty. I probably need to log off Twitter pretty soon. But I logged off Facebook and it helps so much. I never really interacted a lot on Instagram. It's really not somewhere I hung out. You know what I'm saying? I'm really not in the picture. So I never I never got into it. But yeah, Facebook, man, that was a that was a hard band-aid to rip off. But I now that it's done, now that I'm I'm using it for advertising only, um, it's really not something that I take seriously, but that's very hard to do. And I know um, saying it's easier than doing it, you know, um, Snapchat's a hard thing to get rid of. Um, but I've seen a lot of things go wrong there. You know, I've seen a lot of, you know, little spats, the back and forths, and, you know, it, it's unnecessary. <clears throat> and even the stuff on Twitter, like, you know, it's really unfortunate what's happening to Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch. But, I mean, you know, there's sadly going to be a lot of uh, – negative things you're going to see and read, um, but take care of your mind, you know, just as much as you take care of your body with what you eat, take care of your mind with what you read. It's kind of the only thing I can say to, uh, but I'll be back with more. We'll be, we'll be doing some awesome stuff soon. And again, the outdoor production is going to be coming up soon. It's going to be a whole pro project um multi multi months long it's probably gonna be a two month long maybe three month long thing we'll do it's gonna be awesome but hang in there stay tuned and please be nice to each other but again until the next one want to keep that wrinkle on the brain people i appreciate y'all thank you thank you thank you and you have a great night until the next one i'm out